circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! Up to the blue line, Vandalese, the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflection. Oh, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime, oh. hero! Hi, hello, and welcome to the WHL Podcast. I am Zach Hodder, the Manager of Player Development for the WHL, and your host for this week's episode. We have Vancouver Giants goaltender Trent Miner on this week's episode, along with two top prospects for the 2021 NHL Draft. Both of them are defensemen, both of them play in the U.S. Division. It is Mark Lejoie of the Tri-City Americans and Graeme Sword of the Spokane Chiefs. But before all that, it's time for the news and notes. Thirty-six WHL players have been named to the NHL Central Scouting's Players to Watch list for January 2021. A total of 20 forwards, 12 defensemen, and 4 goaltenders make up the 36 players from the Western Hockey League. Six WHL players had an A ratings and three earned B ratings in the January 2021 report. In total, 18 of 22 WHL clubs represented on the list. The Saskatoon Blades have acquired defenseman Wyatt McLeod from the Edmonton Oil Kings. McLeod has appeared in 204 WHL games, recording 9 goals and 45 assists, all with the Oil Kings organization. Edmonton will receive a 2022 conditional pick in the trade. Speaking of the Oil Kings, general manager Kurt Hill was not done as he and Seattle Thunderbirds GM Bill LaForge swapped 2001 import players Vladimir Alistrov and Simon Kubasek. Alistov joins the Thunderbirds after recording 35 points last season and 73 career points in 119 Western Hockey League games. Kubasek heads north to the Edmonton Oil Kings with 113 WHL games of experience under his belt and 55 career points. We end today's news and notes with some very difficult news. Kamloops Blazers forward Kyrell Sopitik has suffered life-altering injuries following a snowboarding accident this past weekend. The WHL would like to extend our thoughts to his family, his friends, and his teammates during this difficult period, and we hope he makes a full and safe recovery. And he's got the puck. Sasha, he'll go cross ice. Here's a wrist shot score, and Lejois, low, inside that right pipe, has tied this game at two. Mark Lejois with a bolt. Today I am joined by Tri-City... Americans defenseman and the 14th overall selection from the 2018 WHL draft. It is Mark Lajoie. Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, you know, this is such an interesting time. Uh, you know, we should be in the second half of the season past the trade deadline on our way to getting ready for the playoffs, but we're getting ready for the season to start. So what have you been doing over this time to stay healthy, to stay prepared and to stay sharp for the start of the WHL season? Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely different. Something I'm not used to for sure. Starting the season in, you know, February. So, uh, mm-hmm. but no, I've just been been training every day. You know, getting on the ice uh, as much as I can, just trying to get ready for the season. Well, talking about that season, let's look back on last year. You had quite a good season for a defenseman in the Western Hockey League. Eight goals, five assists, and 13 points in 63 games to go along with 68 penalty minutes. But for yourself, what do you think was the biggest adjustment for you to become a consistent everyday player in the Western Hockey League? I think just, you know, getting used to the the speed of the game. I mean, guys in the league are, are so fast. They make, make plays at such a you know high level. So, 
being able to adjust to the speed of the game was definitely the biggest thing for me. And I mean, you're going to have to keep adjusting to that speed as you keep moving up. So it's great to see you're able to do it at 16. And when you look at your game from last year, if you were to look at yourself uh, before those 63 games and you're to look at yourself after, where do you think is the area that you developed your game the most? Uh, I think, yeah, like I said, you know, the speed was the biggest part. So I think I felt like I got faster, you know, throughout the season just to be able to keep up with some of the, the top guys and other teams. Uh, so that's, that's definitely the biggest thing. How did you work on that speed? Because I talk to a lot of guys and they say, you know, we have um, forwards that talk about, oh, you know, I just I just uh, found a way to create more opportunities. And I like to ask, well, how did you create more opportunities? What did you do in practice? So, you know, what did you do to develop your speed? What did you do in practice? What did you do away from the rink? Yeah, our, our assistant coach, you know, definitely helped a lot with that. I mean, he, he had a couple guys, you know, kept us after practice and we did a lot, a lot of work on that. So, he was definitely a big help. And then off the ice, you know, doing like some agility stuff. So stuff like that, just to help. Well, this ties in very well, because we are about to see your speed on full display. I have a clip of you. Let me know if you can see it when it comes up. Uh, and then just kind of yeah. take us through this play here. What's going through your mind? Just to set the scene, this is overtime, three on three. Take it away. Yeah. So when I got the puck here, I kind of noticed, you know, the guys were going for a change. And then... Um, Zumak there stepped back. So I saw I had a little bit of space. And then when I saw I had a step on him, I just tried to get it on net, you know, as fast as possible. And then when it went in, it was a relief because, you know, we kind of struggled through that month. And to get that win against Spokane was definitely big for us. And the, the great thing about that goal is that, as you pointed out right there, it looks like you identified that that was Zumak on defense and you knew that that's a forward playing defense and you just took him wide, used your size and that speed you talked about. And then again, at the end, when did you realize that uh, the goalie was going for the poke check? And did you see that the whole time? Honestly, no, I just, I just tried to get it on that as, as, as quick as possible. And lucky enough, yeah, I ended up trying to poke check. So, you know, I wish I could say I meant to do it, but no, I was pretty lucky. Well, <laughs> pretty lucky. It looks like a very high skill play to me, but that's all right. You can call it luck. Uh, you know, you're unique in the fact that, that your dad is a, you know, very accomplished coach. He's been a head coach in the Western Hockey League. What has he been able to do for you to help you get to where you're at? Yeah, no, he's been he's been huge for me. I mean, obviously, he went through the Western Hockey League for a year, so he's kind of able to to prep mm -hmm. me for that. But even since I was a kid, I mean, he's always been, um, you know, putting the right habits in mm -hmm. me and stuff, uh, you know, so I can translate my game to the next level. Well, Mark, this is a big year coming up for you. Obviously, it's a, it's a weird year. It's a unique year in the fact that we're only going to get 24 games in. But for yourself, when, when you look at the expectations that you're putting on yourself and, and your team in Tri-City this year, you know, what are those expectations and what are your goals? I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm not too sure how the season is going to you know, plan out. But uh, my goal at the start of the year was for, to help my team make the playoffs, I mean, no matter what. So I'm not sure what's going to happen to the playoffs for that, but just for myself mm -hmm. and just, uh, you know, take on a bigger role as a team and as a defenseman on the team, and then just kind of play that role to the best of my abilities. Well, my last question for you, uh, I'm going to ask all you guys, cause we've had so much time and I really dropped the ball on this one, but over the pandemic, uh, is there a hobby or a new skill that you've started and cultivated during this time? Uh, I actually didn't play much video games before this, but I, I kind of got into that. So I guess I'd have to say that. Oh, you know what? A lot of the guys seem to be getting into the video games, which was the one yeah. that uh, really, really you enjoy the most. Uh, probably Warzone, Call of Duty. 
So, well, yeah. Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. It was a pleasure talking with you and all the best as you prepare and get ready for the start of the WHL season. Yeah, thank you very much. Big thank you to Mark Lajoie and the Tri-State Americans for setting that one up. Up next, we have Vancouver Giants starting goaltender and Colorado Avalanche draft pick Trent Miner. Trent has taken a very unique path in his life away from the rink, and I got to sit down and talk to him about it. Today, I'm joined by the Vancouver Giants starting goaltender. He's currently living in Brandon, Manitoba, uh, originally from Surris, Manitoba. Find that on a map. He is connecting with me from his home in Brandon, where he just accomplished a pretty impressive feat for a 19-year-old young man who also has to play at a major junior hockey level. We'll talk about that halfway through, but I'd like to introduce to you Trent Miner. Trent, how have you been doing? No, I've, I've been uh, doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I have no complaints. Calgary's finally getting warm again. There's lots of snow on the mountain. I can go skiing. I'm loving it. But, uh, you know, you're in such a unique interest you are in such a unique situation right now. I've been talking to so many players and forwards and defensemen about how they've been able to stay on the ice and stay active and get healthy and stay fit and stay sharp. But for a goaltender like yourself, what has the past five months looked like for you? Yeah, for, for the longest time in the summer, the rinks were open here, but the last, I guess it'd be two and a half months, uh, rinks have been closed. So we've been skating out on the outdoor rinks once they got cold enough and they were flooded. So no, we, we built a rink in our backyard, which, which I was able to skate on lots. And then the community center by my house opened the ice up and it's been, it's been really good. So then that's kind of what I've been up to for the majority of skating lately, but no, during the the summer, it was nice. We had a pretty good group of guys here that were all skating together and, and it went pretty good until everything shut down, I guess. And you know what, during that time when it shut down, a lot of us just, you know, gained an extra 10 or 15 pounds. Maybe we started to play a video game a little bit too much, but you went out and you ended up, or you've been working on getting your pilot's license, which is so cool and so interesting that somebody your age has had the foresight with how busy you are to go do that. But when did you get into flying and when did you really make that step to say, I want to go get my pilot's license? Yeah, I was kind of, I always wanted to do it. I just never been home for a short time in the summer. It's, it's kind of thing that you have to commit lots of time to. So with being home for so long, I was able to, to do that. And, and it was just nice to be able to get the, the, the flying part of it done now that, that things are starting to ramp up here and it looks like the season's going to happen. So to have that out of the way and to be able to, uh, to have that out of my mind is, is definitely nice to, to, to have done. When you first started getting into the flying school, I guess it's called their pilot school. What was the biggest adjustment for you? Or what was the thing where you're like, oh, I didn't really realize that this was a big part of flying. Yeah. And I think there's like, there's definitely attributes that you learn in flying. Um, for example, like, like not everything's going to be perfect. Like you're not always going to win every game, one nothing. There's going to be, there's going to be games that don't come out as clean as you're hoping. But I, I think you see that portion of it as you just get more experienced at it and and just to be able to uh play with the cards you're dealt not have to uh expect perfection and that's something you're used to dealing with with the vancouver giants i mean your first couple of years you essentially had a co-pilot as a goaltending partner with david tendak you guys split a lot of the time and how did you or how was that working with like a co-pilot or a partner as a goaltender yeah, no, working with Dave, I was uh, I was pretty lucky in that sense. Like Dave's a pretty easy guy to get along with and pretty friendly. So no, it made it made every day at the rink go by 
by quick and it always seemed to be to be fun too when we were there so I think every every minute we were together was enjoyable and and just to have someone that you can feed off of and talk to things that you're that you're questioning is, is nice to have. Well, just looking through your WHL career here, you were first round pick in the 2016 WHL draft. Uh, you've put together a 41 win, 20 loss and five overtime loss record with four shutouts, 256 GAA and a 909 save percentage. So you got a pretty good start in the Western Hockey League. You know what you need to do. And now you've been drafted to the Colorado Avalanche in the seventh round of the 2019 draft. Where do you think you need to continue your development or what area of your game do you need to improve for when you move on to the next level? I, I honestly, I think I just keep working at what I'm doing. Like I, I know that my skill sets is, is good enough to be where I want to be and, and to keep improving on that on a daily basis. So I think just keep working on what I'm, what I've been doing and I guess uh, just try to expand my game into a, into a more mature style. Well, like we talked about before, you're now the guy in Vancouver. You're 19 years old. You're a veteran player on this team. You've been to a WHL championship finals that went to a game seven overtime from a goaltender's perspective, you know, what do you need to do to provide leadership to the Giants team this season? Yeah, I, I think for as in my position, I don't think I'm the kind of guy that's going to be talking a lot in the room, like just not in that type of leadership, but just to give the team confidence uh, day in and day out and, and to know that, that they don't have to worry about what I'll be doing, that they know that that I'm going to be there giving it all I got every day and, and just to, uh, just to not have to worry about anything. Well, my last question for you, there's a small airport in Delta where the Vancouver Giants practice facility is. It's just down the road. It's called uh, just off uh, Ladner Dyke road. Are you planning on getting out there and maybe getting uh, a few flights in this year, maybe taking up the coach if he doesn't play after a couple of games? I don't know about that one. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, who, who knows what, what the rules are going to be like when, once the season starts, but uh yeah, no, it's hard, hard to tell, I guess, from this point. Well, Trent, thanks for taking time out of your day this week. Uh, you know, have a great weekend. And, and again, thank you and congrats on, on not just your success in the Western Hockey League, but also uh, on the path you're on to becoming a fully licensed pilot. Yeah, thank you very much. Big thank you to Trent Miner. As we mentioned, he is a seventh round draft pick of the Colorado Avalanche, and he will start his season with the Colorado Eagles of the AHL, that is the Avalanche farm team. He'll be doing a little conditioning stint there before Giants training camp gets going. Up next, we have a guy who is projected to be a top pick in this year's NHL entry draft. He is a big, tough, strong defenseman, but he's a great skater, good passer, and he had the some of the best defensemen in the Western Hockey League last season helping him develop. It is Spokane Chiefs defenseman in Abbotsford, British Columbia native, Graham Swart. Today, I am joined by Spokane Chiefs defenseman. He was the 17th overall selection at the 2018 WHL Draft. You might hear his name get called at the 2021 NHL Draft uh, whenever that is scheduled. But I am pleased to welcome Graham Sward. Graham, how are you doing today? Not good. How about yourself? I am doing well. Let's talk about what you've been doing so far. It's such a unique and interesting year. Uh, obviously, it's been difficult for, for our players who haven't been able to play. But what have you been doing to stay on the ice, to stay healthy, and to stay fit? With COVID and stuff, uh, different things have been shut down, restrictions and stuff uh, kind of bounced around a bit. But uh, um, once I got home, I started skating right away with some private skill sessions and stuff. And then uh, through the summer, more skills, stuff like that. And then I trained a little bit uh, with the Chilliwack Chiefs. They let me come out to a couple of their practices at the beginning of the year. 
Um, me and a couple other WHL guys got to skate out in Chilliwack with uh, with a couple of uh, their players would come out and just kind of fill in the numbers. But um, yeah, there's not not really uh, too much going on with COVID. It's kind of been uh, a weird year for sure, but trying to stay in the gym and, and stay on the ice and prepare for the next season. Yeah, saying that that mental focus, that sharpness that you need right now, you don't get distracted and, you know, go off with your friends that are just hanging out on the weekends, having a good time. You got to keep committed. It's a, you know, it's a great lesson. It's a good opportunity too to work on that mental toughness. But when we look back on last year for yourself, a really, really strong defensive core on that Spokane Chiefs team. You have a guy, Ty Smith, he's currently in the NHL. He's at a point a game for a defenseman. I mean, how unbelievable is that? You look at Philip Crawl, another guy who signed an NHL contract, but for yourself coming in at 16, what were those guys able to teach you? And what did you learn from having such a good experienced veteran group on the back end? Uh, I mean, those guys, having those guys there was, was great. Um, I know Smitty really helped me a lot. Although I, everyone helped me, uh, Crawler, Smitty, Kinger, Bobby Russell, uh, Duker, well, Matt LaDuke, while well, he was with us, he got hurt there. But uh, um, I took a little bit out of uh, kind of everyone. I came in with the mentality, try to just be a sponge and, and soak up as much as I could. Because um, obviously those guys are veteran guys in the league and they're there for a reason. So um, that was kind of one thing I tried to I tried to focus on was just to learn a little bit from everyone. But yeah, I definitely learned a lot of stuff practice they kind of pull me aside and, and kind of show me how to do things and and uh try this try that different stuff so um I definitely learned a lot from those guys and and I really appreciate all of them and what's interesting is you're going to be that guy in a few years who's helping that next generation of players that are coming through and it's you know that's where that culture is built is through through great leadership like that passed down through the players and you know it's not just about learning how to play in the league but it's about learning about the league i mean you made a big jump from your 15 year old year in the bc major midget hockey league with the fraser valley thunderbirds to the spokane chiefs what were the biggest adjustments that you had to make uh, once you actually made the chiefs roster and were a regular player on that team i mean obviously the difference between midget hockey here in uh here in bc and, and the whl is night and day um i mean those guys are our future future nhl players uh some of them and and not a knock on uh, midget hockey. I mean, it, I had a great time playing major midget, but uh, just the level of, of compete and the intensity and the speed and the strength is just, it's uh, its amazing. Um, I mean, you're going against playing against guys who are a year or two older than you to playing, playing guys who are 20 full grown men. That was probably the biggest jump was, was just the speed and, and the, and the strength and kind of learning how to play my game and, and gaining a little bit of confidence is definitely big. I think all, all young guys kind of struggle with that, that whole confidence thing. I think that's pretty natural, but uh, that was probably the biggest jump for me. was just uh, kind of learning, learning what I could do, what I couldn't do, uh, the difference between midget and, and the dub. Well, let's talk about that confidence and learning what you can and can't do. We've got a goal clip here. Um, it, you scored two goals last season. The first one was an absolute snipe from the blue line. You put it right underneath the bar. We talked about it before, but this is just a really fun goal. Uh, you know, it shows that hockey IQ and the confidence that you're talking about. So let's just pull it up here. And then if you could kind of take us through what you remember about this play and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't really have to do too much if I'm honest. Um, that's a pretty impressive play by Zuni. Um, just to see that pass and to, and to see that lane there. 
Um, I mean, growing up as a kid, you always hear your coaches barking at the at the forwards to go to the net, drive the net. So that's what I'd heard in the past, and that's kind of what I did. Um, just drove the net with my with my head down, try to push that D-man back, and uh, Zumi found me back door, which it was a great pass. So I didn't really have to do too much on that one, but uh, yeah, it was definitely nice to score. Uh, Owe it all to Eli, though. Last season, 55 games, two goals, 15 assists, 17 points. A really, really good season for, for a defenseman like yourself. I see you as a Joel Edmondson type of defenseman who can play that tough game, but is also super, super reliable in his own end, but per, can provide that offense. And I mean, you've already shown that at 16 with the points that you put up last year, but what's the step you want to take in this upcoming season uh, when it comes to your, the, the development of your game? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously every hockey player wants to contribute to the team just trying to figure out how, how you can contribute. And uh, I think I kind of learned a little bit last year about uh, my game and, and kind of what I bring to the team. So, yeah, that's definitely some going into my next season. Uh, I want to contribute more in terms of uh, points and, and from the blue line, uh, try and try and uh, score a little bit more and, and uh, help the team win games on, on the score sheet. But at the same time, um, I still want to be a reliable guy on the back end and, uh, kind of play my position and and uh, stop their their top line from scoring would be my goal this season. But um, but yeah, obviously just to to come in and contribute a little bit more than I did last year and and uh, kind of bring the, bring the same mentality I had last year just to keep learning and and uh, trying to improve every day. Talking about that improving every day, there's guys that have, uh, you know, daily routines that they do on skill development. There's guys that have, you know, they bring in their lunch every single day. It's the weirdest combination of foods you've ever seen, but they swear it makes them a better player. Is there something that you have that, you know, you work on after practice or you work on in the gym? That's your own little way of, of uh, navigating your own development. I mean, no, not, not really. Um, I don't have one thing that I kind of stick to. I try to kind of work on things for a little while and then kind of find, find something that, that also needs work. I mean, having Mags, Adam Maglio is our RD coach last year. He's our head coach now. Uh, was really good for me. Helped me a lot with uh, kind of the transition into, into big boy hockey and, and kind of the little details and how important they can be. So that was something I, I definitely worked on a lot last year and I'll probably continue to work on uh, this season coming up too. Oh, Mags talking about the big boy hockey. I love it. Uh, you know, my last question for you here, it's been about 10 months now since the pandemic has shut down essentially the world. Has there been something that, that you've started like a, a hobby or a, a TV series, a book that, that has gotten you through the pandemic? No, not really. I've started a couple TV series, but uh, most of them are finished now. I mean, it's been a little while, so lots of Netflix while in my off time. I know here in BC, we got a got a lockdown. You're not really allowed to see anyone. Um, try to stay in your own house, only travel if it's essential. So a lot of time spent uh, with my family and, and uh, lots of Netflix video games with my buddies. Try to stay, stay in touch with those guys. Um, I got a couple guys playing in the couple friends playing in the BCHL. So uh, they're not close to home right now. So uh, video games are kind of how we would hang out. But yeah, not, I don't really have any hobbies. I'm not a big, uh, big reader or uh, building planes type of guy. I kind of kind of tend to just stick to my, my Netflix. And uh, I watched a lot of The Ranch. I've watched it twice now, actually, on, uh, on Netflix. The Ranch, that's your go-to. Well, you might be interested. I just started this show, Yellowstone on Amazon Prime. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch that, 
Yeah, I saw that. I saw a commercial for it the other day. I thought it looked pretty good, but oh. uh, I got to get through Sons of Anarchy first. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Get through Sons and then get to this show. It's unreal. But Graham, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. I wish you all the best of luck as you prepare for the start of the season and that you and your family stay safe and healthy throughout this time. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is it for the WHL podcast this week. A big thank you to Trent Miner, Mark Lajoie, and Graham Sword for taking time out of their weeks to sit down and have a conversation with me. My name is Zach Hotter. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Hotter. You can follow the Western Hockey League at the WHL. And for everything WHL, including scores, news, and video, you can go to whl.ca. We will be dropping another episode next Wednesday. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy life.